Today, we'll be talking about the Florida Gators linebacker situation. I'll be joined by Eric Kane of Locked On Vols to talk about tonight's game between the Gators and the Volunteers. And then we'll hit the comments section to talk about some things only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Happy Wednesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that fun jazz. Getting right into this now. Talking about the Florida Gators linebacker situation, which um, I don't, I don't want to say it's, it's bad because I don't think it's bad. It is, however... Um, a, a bit of an unknown, I'll say, because you've got Tyron Hoppers in the portal again, which I, I, I covered this yesterday. He didn't mean to exit the portal. It was without his permission, whatever it may be. He's in the portal. He's he's likely leaving the University of Florida. Mahmoud Diabati left the University of Florida. He's on his way to Utah. We'll see him again week one. Jeremiah Moon is out. He's going to the NFL draft. So there's that. Amari Bernie, I believe, has one year of eligibility left if he wanted it. But if we're being completely honest, I don't think it matters because I think even if he comes back, he's he's not playing much. Um, I, I don't think he has a reputation with the front, with the current coaching staff. I think he did with Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham and Christian Robinson, and that's why he got to play. But I, I don't think he plays much at all if he comes back at all. So those four pretty much out. Then you've got Ventron Miller comes back. He, he's coming back for another year. That's great. He was out with injury since the beginning of the year or well, since early in the year. Uh, he's coming back for another year before going to the NFL. And I know that NFL teams, some like him for a Sam role, some like him for a Mike role, none like him for a Will role. That's not his job. Uh, you've got Derek Wingo stepping up. You've got Scooby Williams stepping up. You've got Dewan Black stepping up. You've got Chief Borders stepping up. You've got Ventrell Miller, the four-star or five-star, depending on where you're looking at him. Ventrell, uh, Shamar James coming in as the, the guy, the four-star, five-star linebacker stepping up. You've got uh Har- harold perkins possibly coming to the university of florida you've got uh quite, quite a few young guys on this roster um but then you look and it's like it's like Derek wingo is i think going to step up big time i know that dewan black is expected to play as the inside linebacker or as an inside linebacker on this team i know that i've been talking this whole time about linebackers rotating in I, I know that I've been saying that. I know that's something that we should see. And uh, yeah, I, I want to say that the way linebacker play will be broken up will be based on situational play. I know that a lot of places you look at and it's like uh, they, they've got a rotation where, for example, uh, Ventrell Miller and Scooby Williams are the first group. And then next drive, you've got Derek Wingo and Dewan Black, whatever. Um they come in and they rotate that way by per drive basis. I don't think that's the way that the University of Florida will operate with their linebackers this year. I think it's going to be much more of a situational uh, rotation where, you know, Ventrell Miller, I, I don't think he's getting coverage, um, but he, he's pretty solid against the run. So Ventrell Miller will play more against teams that run more and in uh, running situations, which Makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you you put in the better run defender when you're playing a team that wants to run the ball. So th- there's that. I think that 
We'll see Ben Trumbler play that. I think we'll see uh, Dewan Black play in more obvious passing situations where that those are the kind of rotations we'll see. I think we'll see two linebackers on the field in most cases. And I mean off-ball linebackers. If I, if I meant Brendan Cox, I'd say edge rushers. We'll see two off-ball linebackers on the field in most situations, which that that's that's ideal in college football, have one or two linebackers on the field. So I, I think that we'll see the um, traditional weak side roles, traditional strong side roles, um, the middle roles, you know. Uh, but I think that most cases we'll see weak side, strong side roles used most of the time, where sometimes you could see two weak side linebackers on the field at the same time. And I realize that's that's kind of confusing because it's like, well, you can't have two guys on the weak side. Uh, I mean that you'll have two guys who are weak side prototypes on the field at the same time where um, guys like Dewan Black and, I don't know, Scooby Williams. We'll say they, they're, they're the weak side linebackers, but they could both be on the field at the same time if we're playing a team that passes the ball a lot because obviously they are better uh, better equipped to take out the passing attack. So I think that we'll see that kind of a lot. I think we'll see Shamar James play as the inside the Mike linebacker. I think Ventron Miller will be a Sam or a strong side linebacker, where I think guys like Shamar James, um, guys like Chief Borders, guys like Derek Wingo will play a lot because I think they're pretty well equipped to uh, – to attack both the run and the pass. Harold Perkins, obviously, I'm not just chalking him up as a Gator. Um, that ain't what I'm doing. Maybe we'll see Bryce step in and play early-ish. Uh, I, I I don't know for sure. But uh, this is a team where we're going to see a lot of linebacker rotation. And now we have to see a lot of linebacker rotation because you know Tyron Hopper was expected to be a huge impact player for this defense. And I, I can say... I'm, I'm mad he's leaving. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he doesn't want to compete for a spot. Deuces. Say whatever you want. I don't give a damn. He was the best linebacker on this team, without a doubt. I know that I've been very high on guys like Shamar James and Dewan Black and the possibility of Harold Perkins and Chief Borders, but I, I think it's a clear fact that Tyron Hopper was the best linebacker on this roster right now, and he's gone. Um... For whatever reason it might be. I know Harold Perkins is someone there, you know, we're like, oh, Florida might be the team where he goes to. You know, he was, it's been, uh, I don't want to say reported, but it's been rumored that he committed to Texas A&M because um, Jimbo Fisher was like, hey, it, it's it's now or never with Texas A&M for early signing day. And he, he chose now because that's the choice you should make. But now he's gotten more suitors looking after him. I, I know that I've heard maybe it's grades that kept him from getting a ton of looks before, but it seems like that's changing it. And he's got a visit with LSU this coming weekend. Maybe Harold Perkins is a Florida Gator. Who knows? I think that we'll see a lot of rotation. I think we'll see a lot of roles, but I think the most important thing here is to recognize that who plays the most might not be who's the best. And I think we know that from watching the university of Florida play over the past few years under Dan Mullen, where, who plays the most might not be the best, but it's the best for that situation. And that's something to accept. And we're going to get into this a lot more when we look at the linebackers. We're going to look at the linebackers' roles more in-depth in this Patrick Tony defensive scheme. But it's important to recognize that Florida's linebackers were already a pretty murky situation. Now we've got a lot of potential here. We, we have a ton of potential on this team. 
but it's also a lot of question marks. Where Shamar James, I'm huge on him as a recruit, but I don't know how he'll translate to the to the college game. I don't know how he's going to play. I don't know how he'll handle just everything changing in his life. Derek Wingo, Chief Borders, very high on. I don't, I don't know how they'll handle it. Dewan Black, I'm very high on, but I think he's better in a role where he can move around the defense a lot, and if he's just playing strictly inside linebacker, I don't think that's ideal for him. So this linebacker group, it, it, it's exciting because it's it's very um, very new and very it, – it's an unknown, I think, is a good way to put it. Where like It's an, un, it's an unknown. It's just exciting. It's like, ooh, what's behind door number two? Uh, we don't know yet, but we know that it's going to be a very interesting thing to keep an eye on for – pretty much the rest of the summer. Hey, Gators fans. I'm here to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It is Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill up with cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app to for free, by the way, and use promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a ton make as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there is no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out at any time on with your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, and other stuff. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code score that is s-c-o-r-e it's the new year so that means new year's resolution time if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier mine isn't because i already would have lost that one make sure you include bill bar in your plan i'm really bad at keeping my new year's resolution like i said i got a sweet tooth like a mother trucker and i know that's the same weakness that a lot of people have because we're kind of just shoveled sugar as kids but hey it's delicious um bill bar is already 100 coated in chocolate so it's sweet delicious uh uh, most bars have 130 calories and just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. Throw out the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the back of the cupboard, whatever it may be. If you got snacks in your under your desk, I don't care. You got it. You got them taped like a dealer. I don't know. But <laughs> Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you will never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order that is locked. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at Built or BuiltBar.com. So joined now by Eric Kane from Locked On Vols. How you doing, Eric? Doing well, man. I appreciate you having me back on the show. Yeah, I mean, you know, people like everyone more than me. So whenever I can get a guest, that's awesome. Uh, we're obviously going to talk about the Florida Gators versus the Tennessee Volunteers game tonight. And I can tell you now... Um, I'm not super optimistic about it because, you know, you know, it's just it's a rough time to be a Florida Gators fan. Colin Kelson out three games in five days is just, just horrible. Uh, so I need to take whatever I can and try to spin it optimistically. So, Eric, can you let me know what are Tennessee's weakest points? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Tennessee 13 and five, uh, four and three in SEC play. Um, a little bit of a disappointment so far, but like Florida, Tennessee's the the start of SEC play was was pretty brutal with uh, Alabama, LSU, Kentucky. I was supposed to play Memphis right before that, but it got canceled. So uh, they went through a pretty rough stretch there to begin, kind of the end of December, first of January. But uh, for Tennessee, weak points uh, shoot way too many threes, shooting at about thirty two percent a clip on the season, and there's been times where. They've shot the 20%. I mean, they, you know, making four of 
you know, four of 25, four of 26 in a game. And I know Florida yeah, just had Florida a game. Florida never do that. <laughs> <laughs> similar to that with Ole Miss. So they shoot way too many threes. Um, and, 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 like, they're good looks. Like, they're fine shots, but they, they just don't drop. So threes and then free throw shooting. You know, when if you can't – if you're not good at shooting threes, then you need to find other ways to score. You know, seeking out contact, driving to the rim, going to the free throw line. Well, that's great. Tennessee does that. Tennessee's awful at shooting, you know, free throw 67% shooting as a team. Uh, Kennedy Chandler, the star freshman point guard who will be a first round draft pick in the NBA draft this summer. I mean, he's shooting 60% from the line in SEC play. So uh, those are the two biggest weaknesses for Tennessee free throw shooting and three point shooting percentage. And that bodes well for Florida because perimeter defense pretty good for the Florida Gators. You know, that they are one of the better teams in forcing misses from three. Um, and it also bodes well that Tennessee's not good at shooting free throws because uh, Florida is very good at fouling people incessantly. So <laughs> hopefully, it'll, hopefully it's just like, hey, get them to the line. They're going to miss anyway. Uh, so, so hopefully that'll work out. And like you mentioned, Tennessee's schedule with SEC play was pretty rough. But I mean, you, you guys played LSU, lost LSU and beat LSU. And then Florida uh, lost to LSU without their starting point guard. So it's like people point to that game as like, oh, well, you know, Florida can hang with them. You know, they kept it close with Auburn. They didn't get blown out by Auburn, Alabama, LSU. They lost the game. But it's like LSU didn't have their starting point guard and it was still a close game. That you lost. So it, it kind of sucks there where, I mean, like I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh not super optimistic about this game. Not not super stoked about it. I, I think that, as much as I hate to say it, uh, I, I think Florida's going to lose this one. And it's to no fault of their own, I was kind of fault of their own with the whole COVID, getting, <laughs> the COVID game getting canceled and having to play three games in five days. But uh, like th- th- this is a rough game. Uh, and I, I think that Tennessee is going to just... Eesh, um, how do I put this lightly? Uh, beat the crap out of Florida, if, if that's one way to put it. Well, it's very it's very welcoming for Tennessee because, again, like you said, uh, you know, Colin Castleton is not playing in this game. Obviously, Florida's best player. That's one. Number two, Florida will be playing its third game in five days. Uh, I mean, you talk about cramps in the second half. It's going to look like the Ole Miss football team out there going down with cramps. Uh, but it's, it's going to be legit for Florida. I can't even imagine playing three games in five days uh at at this level so i I know it's unfortunate you got to do what you got to do to get these league games in i mean you saw uh south carolina women's basketball team cancel a game against uconn be an awesome awesome game at that level uh, just to to get a an sec game in because you got to do what you got to do but uh tennessee don't care Uh, and it's going to be inside thompson bowling arena so yeah i would agree with you i like tennessee going in this game um but you know if tennessee shoots the way it shot at points in times like florida shot at old miss you know, who knows? It'll be interesting. Uh, for Florida, the most consistent player for Tennessee tonight, or really who has been all season long, is Santiago Vescovi. Um, you know, shooting guard. Uh, he shoots a lot of threes. He'll be like six of six of ten on the night. All those will be three pointers. And so he's been the most consistent player. And a surprise for Tennessee here of late, Uros Plofsic. Um, he's about a seven foot Ukrainian, and he's primarily been a bench player. The, the duration of his career, but he's come on. His, he's moved into the starting five. He's averaging about 20 minutes a game now, and he's got limitations tremendously, especially on defense, but he's provided a spark for this team. He's averaged about 12, uh, 12 points and seven boards his last three games, and so um, yeah, he'll be somebody to watch out for, especially with uh, Castleton not playing in this basketball game. 
I'm gonna tell you, I'm betting the under on this guy. I don't know what the under is, but I'm betting the under. <laughs> I can yeah. I can tell you that much because uh this is gonna be ugly. Both teams cannot shoot the three ball well. Both in Tennessee, Tennessee's also got a top five uh, defense per Ken Palm as well. So, you know, where where it lacks offensively, it plays really, really sharp defense. So the under's looking good. Yeah, that's one thing that worries me too is that I, I feel like I've gone very hard at this Gators men's basketball team for turning the ball over too many times. No. And Tennessee is top 10 in steals per game in college. So yep. it's yep. like, well, you, you got a team that forces turnovers. And you got a team that <laughs> forces their own turnovers. Uh, and then it, it, it just, it's not looking promising for Florida. It's like, yeah, these teams are, I'll say bad at the same areas in terms of three point shooting, where you mentioned, you know, at least you guys are taking open threes. Florida takes contested threes. Cause they're just like hey, F it, the basket down there somewhere. Uh, so it's like they, they take contested threes. They, they turn the ball over. I'm not happy with their free throw shooting. Uh, I, I, I constantly say that I am so I'm offended at how bad college basketball players are shooting free throws because it, it's no the easiest thing to work on when you're by yourself. Um, so it's like, yeah, these teams are bad at the same areas, but Tennessee is really good at forcing turnovers and Florida is really bad at taking care of the ball, which is the main reason that I'm like, yeah, I think Tennessee is going to win this game by a considerable margin especially when you consider everything going on where it's like yeah the gators they're going to be gassed early we're going to have to go to the bench early you're going to have to worry about your depth and it's like we, even when you're fully healthy your depth isn't great so i'm i'm not super ecstatic for this game i am dreading sitting through it yeah we'll see what happens i mean i again i i would agree with you i'm i would pick tennessee i pick tennessee to cover whatever that uh that spread ends up being at the time of the recording i know it's not out yet but just because florida's got so much going on with it right now and the thing about tennessee is you might not see it in this game tonight, but I mean, there's so much talent on this on this roster. I mean, Tennessee had two first round picks last year on the team, and there's more talent on this year's squad compared to last year's squad. It's just trying to put it all together. I mean, Kennedy Chandler, you'll see it tonight. Um, he's a fantastic player. He'll turn it over some. He'll miss his free throws and all that. But he's he's 18 years old. He you know he he's a really really good player. That's gonna be a good player. Josiah Jordan James. Uh, is a little bit of uh, underwhelming on the offensive end, but he'll be an NBA player because he's the team's leading rebounder. He can guard one through five. Uh, you know, uh, you got Justin Powell, formerly of Auburn, who comes off the bench and can knock down threes. So this team's got a lot of talent, but just so far, and I've seen this in Florida a little bit as well, it's just they've struggled to put it together. They've struggled to play consistent basketball, and it's been a little underwhelming. I got to say, the win Tennessee had Saturday against LSU – was monumental. Sure, LSU didn't have Pinson, and I understand that, but that win was just huge for what Tennessee, uh, you know, for the Tennessee team, you know, moving forward. Because if you were to lost that one without one of their best players at home for the second time in the span of two weeks, who knows where this Tennessee team could go from there? But able to get that win, they're feeling some momentum, and uh, always will be hyped to play a Florida team, regardless of any sport. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk that talk a lot. <laughs> we're going to get it to it, but hey, for now, I've got the most recent win, so I'm, I'm just going to go with that. For the next few hours, I have the most recent win. Uh, Eric, thanks for coming on. What do you got going on in Lockdown Bowls this week? Yeah, just always, I mean, we know it's a, it's a football-driven podcast, football-driven market, so the latest with Josh Heupel on the recruiting trail, Tennessee looking in the transfer portal to add to its defense and needs a whole lot of help. The latest in uh, you know basketball for Tennessee uh, throughout the week, so uh, tons of recruiting coverage as well. All that at Locked On Balls and covering the biggest stories around the SEC, which includes a lot of time of Florida as well. So a lot of fun over at Locked On Balls. All right. Awesome, Eric. Thanks for coming on.
Hey, thanks, man. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I did because I'm I'm rolling in it right now. No, I didn't. Uh, yesterday was actually a very rough day for me. That was that was fun to watch. Just watch watch my money go away. Thanks, really appreciate that. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida's been throwing a lot of wrenches in the plan. That Ole Miss game screwed me up. I'll let you know that one. But online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Mobile device is how I like to do it. It's just easier, whatever. Uh, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D O N with no spaces to make sure to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Trust me, them bonuses are crucial when you're trying to make it out. <laughs> now we're going to take a look at the Florida Gators mailbag from the Lockdown Gators uh, YouTube channel. I'm, I'm kind of just going through the comments. I didn't get a ton of questions, but I was like, you know what? Let me let me look through the comments and let me talk about things. Uh, some are from Twitter DMs. Like the first one is from a Twitter DM. Uh, a lot of it is YouTube comments. But this one right now, uh, why am I so low on Anthony Richardson? And um Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to make this its own segment in one of these days to talk about it because I, I think that it's very important to talk about because I feel like it's kind of wrong, um, my opinion, or why people are perceiving my opinion on this. I, I, I don't think I'm low on him. I think I'm lower than a lot of Gators media, but I, I don't think I'm low on him. Um, I think Anthony Richardson will develop. I think Anthony Richardson will be a high NFL draft pick when he decides to declare. I, I, think, I think he will be, especially if you look at how people are starting to kind of change their ways of thinking about these these big arm quarterbacks that are mobile. It's like, well, guess what? Those are the guys that can make superstars, especially when you look at Chiefs Bills from Sunday night. And everybody was like quickly shifting to Malik Willis is getting bumped from this. Like he's getting boosted from this because he his accuracy is awful, but so is Josh Allen's coming out. His arm is fantastic. His mobility is fantastic. Where Malik Willis is getting a bump from things like that, where that's going to continue to happen. And Anthony Richardson, I think, is the prototype when you look at it. Like, I think Anthony Richardson is Josh Allen. Like, I, I think he is Josh Allen when he was coming out. So it's – and, I mean, quarterback that hurdles dudes, got it. Quarterback that has a freaking cannon attached to his arm, got it. Quarterback that struggles with accuracy, got it. I think Anthony Richardson is Josh Allen when he was coming out, and if he could take the next steps to improve, he can be – Josh Allen. He could be an elite quarterback in the NFL and he will get drafted higher than um than his than his floor suggests because of that. So I, I'm not low on him at all. I think I'm pretty accurate on him. He's one of the quarterbacks from like, yeah, I, I think I nailed it with this one. I realize a lot of people disagree, and that's fine, but I'm not low on him. Don't say I'm low on him. I, I think I'm I think I'm at a solid spot with him. I think I'm only lower than Gators media or Gators fans, whatever it may be. But uh yeah, I've even said I think he'll win the quarterback battle. Um, if he's healthy, I, I think he's a superstar. I think he can be a superstar. It's just right now he's not there. Next up is a lot of people keep talking about Corey Collier because I keep mentioning safety rotation as a big part of this. And I keep mentioning, you know, Kamari Wilson, Rashad Torrance, Trey Dean, Donovan McMillan, and Corey Collier was the other safety, the, the other high-level safety that came in last year. Um, I'm still very high on him. I am. I know guys like uh, like like my guy Tyler Fornis, who's been on the show a few times. I know he's very high on Corey Collier, 
patience is a virtue with this though, because Corey Kyler came into Gainesville kind of light. Um, he might not play a ton this year either. He, he might not. But after this coming season, Trey Dean will be in the NFL. Rashad Torrance II will, I think, be in the NFL. I think Rashad Torrance is one of the best safeties in college football right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they'll both be in the NFL. That means a lot of playing time is opening up. You've got two safety spots opening up, two starting safety spots opening up. Sure, Kamari Wilson can take one of them. Donald McMillan might take one of them. Whatever it may be, there's going to be a competition. I think that's something that people have to recognize with Billy Napier is that there will always be a competition. It's never just, it's yours next year. That's one of the reasons Nick Evers didn't come to Gainesville because Billy Napier was like, hey, it's a competition. And and I, I think that when you look at Corey Collier, I don't think he'll win the competition this year. I don't. But I think next year might be a different story. And if not next year, maybe the year after. But I think with Corey Collier, it's like, okay, be patient. This is a stellar safety room right now. Like people, I think people are kind of underrating how good our secondary is in general. Safety is no exception. They are freaks over there. They are very talented, and I love what they can do. Finally, Fenley Graham Jr. as a as the returner. Um, I think he's great. Uh, I think the kid was freaking electric in high school as a returner. That is undeniable. But I, I think it's a stretch to say he should be the only one returning right now. Obviously, you could be like, yeah, he should be the starter. He, he's projected to be the starter, predicted, whatever, maybe. Um, but I think this is another thing where we're going to see a lot of guys get a shot at this one. Um, Demarcus Bowman, you know, might get his shot. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard might get his shot. Naquan Wright, uh, Montreal Johnson, Marcus Burke. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of guys get a shot at this. I don't think Xavier Henderson is going to be one of those guys. Uh, I think Xavier Henderson is solid in the sense where um, who was the the Jets, I believe, in the like late 2000s, early 2010s. Uh, they would have two returners out there. Um, it was Joe McKnight was one of them. He was their speedy returner. And Jim Leonard was their guy that was just the for sure hands guy. Xavier Henderson, sure. You could be our for sure hands guy. But, yeah, I, I think Florida's going to look for more dynamic plays on special teams, and I don't think Xavier Henderson's really the guy that's going to bring that to us more often. Um, so I, I realized I listed a lot of running backs, and I think that makes a lot of sense because – Obviously, like running backs, the, the vision, the, the the carrying, the speed, the athleticism, whatever it may be. Um, but also, I think this offense is going to rotate running backs a lot. So if you can use one of them on special teams and just get him more touches, get the ball in his hands more often, that way, let, let him make some plays. And it also won't leave him too gassed to actually play offense, which is one of the reasons that a lot of stars don't play, don't play as uh, punt returners. So I, I think if you can go, hey, you know, he's not a starter or he can rotate in, let him rotate in. But Fenley Graham is the ideal candidate for that because he's a great return man. We know he's got the experience. We know he's got the explosiveness to do it. He's not playing much so or at all. So why not? Like he, he plays special teams. He's a special teamer. That's great. He is not a an offensive or defensive um, star or, or heavy contributor. So yeah, Fenley Graham, I, I agree with you. I think he is the ideal candidate. I'm not willing to say he is the guy right now. 
Thanks for making Lock That Good as your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators. Now make your second listen Locked On Vols. You you know Eric Kane. You just heard him. He is tremendous. One of the best shows in all of Locked On. So be sure to check out Locked On Vols. Locked On Gators, me, Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with whole9sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.